The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Carl Thomas is in Florida. Marion McCune has gone to New York for the start of the trial involving the Dominion Voting Systems Company and Fox News, which Marion McCune, I believe, has started a day late amid much speculation that there were efforts to settle the case so it wouldn't come to court. What's happening? That's right. Uh, just for your readers uh, or your listeners, Matt, it's actually taking place in Delaware, oh, sorry. Uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, which is where um, a lot of these cases do take place because of company registration. Uh, so what's happened is, as you said, it, it was postponed yesterday. There was a belief there was a last minute push to settle. And of course, there were dozens of journalists flocking around outside waiting to hear. This morning we went in at, from between 9.30 and Really, until about 10 or 15 minutes ago, it was all about jury selection. There were alternates seated, the jury members seated. The only excitement was when one jury member put his hand up and said, I can't do this and have to be escorted out. Uh, The judge, uh, who you would not want to get on the wrong side of, Eric Davis, is very clear, very forthright, very no-nonsense in his approach. Opening statements are now scheduled to start in about 35 minutes. They took an early lunch break. Uh, So there is a lot of media interest. The courtroom is packed and the overflow room, but there isn't much other interest. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's just business as usual in in Wilmington, where there are any number of corporate cases going on in the court building. Okay, what are the chances of Fox being able to successfully defend this? You know, you can never tell. As a matter of interest with the jury, uh, the jury, it's, it's um, I think it's it was the last count before the changes, there were, I think, six um, men, six women, there were, no, seven women, five men, there are seven black members of the jury. They're younger. You know, it's a younger profile, I suspect, than maybe what Fox would like. But that's just had, like, both sides objected to almost every juror. That's why it took about three hours. Uh, but, but um, I, you know, it's, it seems like Dominion has a very, very strong case. And the judge has already sort of said, look, it's, you know, as a matter of fact, none of this stuff you said was true. So Fox, Fox are not allowed to argue in the courtroom that what they said was true. It's already been stipulated basically that, that, that it was all lies about the election theft and Dominion voting machines, etc. So they're kind of slightly handicapped going in. They also really got on the wrong side of the judge last week by kind of fudging Rupert Murdoch's role in Fox News as opposed to Fox Corp by concealing pretty much that he was an officer of Fox News where the judge said that, you know, had they been clear from the outset, decisions regarding discovery, etc. may have been decided differently. He did sanction them and he also, they also were playing hide the ball with discovery and he really made his exasperation clear on that because that's a big no-no. Um, he says the case is ending on May 26th, one way or the other. So if they want to delay, it's basically on them. Uh, and, and it seems that he's all about getting through this as quickly and efficiently as possible. We'll see how it goes. Carl, what do you expect to happen in this? Well, I'm shocked that it got this far, Matt. Uh, I thought that they would settle out of court because of the uh, very, very weak case, as I think Marion referred to, uh, that Fox has. Uh, their defense, the attorney's defense, has been uh, that uh, this, is, uh, this is protected by the First Amendment and free speech, but you can't uh, malign another company. And the key, the key to this, and I think this is the biggest media case 
since the Pentagon Papers, the New York Times, Washington Post in the 1970s about uh, information about covering up uh, what was really happening in Vietnam. Uh, the, the bar for this uh, is very, very high and should be. But the emails that have gone back and forth and have been reported in Discovery that uh, show that the the nighttime hosts knew that they were lying on the air about uh, the alleged uh, fixing of the election uh, is going to, I think, uh, uh, fall in favor of, of Dominion. Uh, Fox has said uh, that Rupert Murdoch didn't have any day-to-day -day control over the network. I don't believe that. Uh, I think this is a disgrace. I think it further damages uh, the public opinion of the media, which is already low. We've got too much of this going on, and I think Fox is in great jeopardy of losing this. And do you think if it was to lose a Carl, that it would effectively be the end of Fox as a station with a popular following? That's a great question, Matt, and I don't think so. It hasn't been up to now. Uh, one of the uh, emails revealed uh, that Suzanne Scott, who is the CEO of Fox News now, uh, worried that calling the election in Arizona, which uh, tipped the electoral votes in favor of uh, President Trump and his uh, election, uh, was going to harm the ratings. And she said in that memo to the other uh, uh, hosts, uh, the nighttime hosts, that uh, we can't do this or we've already lost uh, a huge audience and they've gone to Newsmax instead. I think there's a loyal audience of Fox. I think they do some good journalism during the day, but I hope they're going to rethink some of this stuff that they do at night because it's clearly one-sided, it's clearly biased, and a lot of times it's inaccurate. And they're not the only network that does this sort of thing. MSNBC does the same thing, and to a certain extent, CNN does too. But there's far too much of this, and people are frustrated by it, I think. Are they frustrated by it, or is it just that they want to confirm their biases, Marion, that they don't really care about objective um, accuracy, they just want their beliefs to be confirmed to them? Yeah, I think there's a big part of that. You know, I think people turn on Fox because they want to, to you know, the media is so siloed now and so polarized. You have right wing media, you have left wing media, and then you have some, some of the outlets in between the Washington Post, the Times, etc., which are always being denigrated as liberal media, NPR, which, you know, are pretty objective and, and pretty evidence based in, in my view. But look, this case, I think the only thing for the jury to decide in this case, it's actually pretty simple is, was there malice? And that's the standard. Did Fox News know that these were all lies and go ahead and spout them anyway? You know, and and knowing that they would damage Dominion, knowing that you know, and it seems that that you know on balance of what we heard so far through discovery, through everything, it seems that that would be pretty straightforward. But the problem for Fox is, if they lose this case, if the jury, even if the jury doesn't award Dominion $1.6 for lost business or whatever, it can give it a huge punitive damages award. And where does this leave Fox with the next case coming up, which is the Smartmatic one? And they're looking for $2.7 So they're in a world of pain here, one way or the other, I think. Um, and, you know, apparently they have $13 million cash at the moment floating around, or 13 billion, which means they could absorb a four or five billion dollar hit. But, but you know, why would they want to do that? Okay, let's move on. Uh, Ron DeSantis, in your own Florida, Cal, looking to build a prison beside Disneyland. Why? Well, this has been a tit-for-tat business going on ever since the Florida legislature passed and Governor DeSantis signed a bill restricting the teaching of uh, uh, gender issues in uh, the lower grades of elementary school, 
which his critics have called uh, the Don't Say Gay Bill, uh, which is not entirely accurate. So they've been going back and forth. And now uh, uh, DeSantis wants to build a a state prison next to the Disney property in Orlando. And then uh, Disney has uh, countered by announcing a uh, gay pride night, the first of its kind. So this is back and forth. You know, Walt Disney, the founder of the company, was not involved in politics. He he uh, he uh, engaged in one fundraiser for a local race in California, but his view was that uh, Disneyland and Disney World and all the other Disney properties should be non-political and appeal to everybody across the board. Now we've gotten into this back and forth business that I don't think is going to help uh, either Disney or, frankly, DeSantis. I, I I think there are more important issues than this in the economy, uh, Ukraine, uh, uh, terrorism, and all of these other things that ought to be addressed. And if, if DeSantis thinks he can r- ride this to the presidency, I think he's mistaken. Marion, tell us about the case of the uh, Kansas City pensioner, a white man of the age of 84, who shot a 16-year-old black teenager who knocked at his front door. Yeah, you know, this case is a real tragedy on so many levels. Okay, this man, he, as you said, he's 84 years old. Uh, he has now been charged with two felonies um, as a result of what he did, which was basically a young, uh, a 16-year-old black teenager, Andrew Lester, unarmed, a model student by all accounts, very brilliant, uh, as as gifted musician as well um i beg your pardon that uh, was was um went to his front doorbell to to um pick up his younger twin brothers uh, he was given the wrong or he had the wrong address he thought that the kids were his younger brothers were at 115th street instead of 115 terrace when he knocked on the door uh, the the owner of the house lester uh, um opened the basically just fired into his face he shot him in the head and then shot him in the arm when he fell to the ground it seems now the police there were there were a lot of um instant protests in the area understandably um the police initially said that they couldn't arrest him they they brought him in then they released him said they couldn't arrest him because they were waiting to take a statement from the 16 year old boy who was in hospital with a head wound from a bullet which people understandably were skeptical about but now uh, the, the the boy miraculously the teenager has been sent home and is um recovering which is is incredibly lucky uh but but um, you know this this situation where in Missouri these stand your ground laws apparently let people think they can just open their doors and fire at somebody and they perceive because it's a black teenager that it's you know it, it's justified it, it's appalling Ben Crump is the lawyer now for the family and we'll see where this goes. Last word on that to you, Carl Thomas. Well, we had uh, two black teenagers shot by other black teenagers in Chicago last weekend. Black and black on crime is is at a record high in this country. It's disgusting and and disgraceful. Uh, I agree with Marion. This is a horrible tragedy. should never have happened. I think we need to revisit some of these stand-your-ground laws. Or maybe even gun possession. Thank you very much, Carl Thomas (laughs) and Marion McKeown. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and...